graceful seeds Genesis 8:22 says there's a seed time and a harvest time in this message pastor explains the seeds that needs to be sown generously to receive a harvest and blessings Amen hallelujah glory to god let's open our bibles to the book of genesis the 8th chapter verses 22 genesis 8 chapter 8th chapter verse 22 while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest amen there's a seed time and there is a harvest second corinthians chapter 9 Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 But this I say he who soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully Amen Hallelujah One more scripture Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 Be not deceived God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap I just want you to look at that word God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth so shall he also reap When you hear that scripture does a fear come in Do you feel as if you're standing before the judgment seat of God Now when I read that scripture I'm like bring it on Whatever you sow you shall reap Yes Lord thank you It's a joy knowing that God has given you and me the grace to sow seeds If you sow seeds sparingly you shall reap sparingly If you sow generously you shall reap generously As long as the earth remains so shall there be seed time and harvest amen hallelujah let me hear an amen. amen glory to god hallelujah blessed be the name of jesus you got the real uh, you know the major seeds appear you are in the box office you guys need to be the most excited up here <laughs> they are watching through tv they are they are just glory to god <laughs> hallelujah blessed be the name of jesus Glory to God. Amen. 12 seeds There might be more. 12 seeds that God wants his church, his children to sow generously or even to understand from God's word. There is a saying uh, access is the seed for opportunity access when somebody gives you access is a seed for opportunity god rules the earth uh not through your pain or emotions god rules the earth through laws and there is a law of sowing and reaping as long as the earth remains there's seed time and harvest So you want to walk in all the blessings that God has for you. Access is
is the seed for opportunity. When God gives you access, it's an opportunity. When somebody gives you an access, it's an opportunity. How you value it matters. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. You got to identify where you have access to know that you have opportunities there. An opportunity to show compassion, to show love. Opportunity to know your gifting, the difference that you have. There is a saying that battles is a seed for territory. We fight a good fight of faith. The weapons that we have is prayer, worship, praise, confession of the word, speaking in tongues, fasting, travailing. Now sometimes as believers, you know, as a believer, I have many times asked the Lord, can battle cease in my life, Lord? And the Lord said, son, no. As long as you are here on earth, there'll be battles. Battles is the lifestyle of a believer. Because what you want, somebody else also wants. There's a battle for your family. Sometimes a mother fights a battle for a home to stay together. Your business is a territory. If you want to keep your business and function in the fullness that God wants that business to function in, there are battles that happen there. When the children of Israel were in the wilderness, there were no battles. But when they entered the promised land, giants appeared. A sign of battle is a sign or giants appearing is a sign that you have reached your promised land. If Goliaths are standing before you, it's a sign that you have come to occupy your God-given territory. Your strongest adversaries are in the place where God has given you. So never run away from a battle. Never be afraid of a battle. If there are giants that you face, mountains that you face, remember that the Lord is for you. He won the victory for you on Calvary's cross 2000 years ago. He wants you to press through. He wants you to move through and occupy that which is rightfully yours for the glory of God. Battles. Don't be, don't be intimidated by your adversary. Anything good needs qualification. You win a battle, you study, you win the battle of your exams, 
you get the job. A happy family, a joyful family, a family that stays together. There are battles. I heard a man of God say his father used to know how to fight for his territory, his home. Would get up, ask the children to pray with him in the morning and in the evening. Would ask them to memorize a scripture every day. And today all of his children are serving the Lord. His grandchildren are serving the Lord. Why? Because somebody in that family stood up and was willing to fight for the territory that God had given the family life. Many people do not value their family life. They battle with each other. They fight with each other. Nehemiah 4 verse 14. What does it say there? It says there, fight for your family, for your sons, your daughters, your wives, your children. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord which is great and terrible and fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. Amen. Fight for them. Not carnally, spiritually. Never fight for anything that God has not given you. If God has not given you that business, don't fight for that business. If God has not given you that ministry, don't fight for that ministry. You fight for your territory. Why? Anybody who wants to take over land, they know there is either gold or precious stones or oil or water wells or some kind of precious things in that land. In all that God has given you when you realize there are some certain precious things, you fight for it. That's where your reward is. As a family, you need to sometimes say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You know, I was with them this last week. I was in a place up into Tamil Nadu with senior men of God from different parts of India. And one of the sons, you know, was shot in the leg in Afghanistan. And so somebody asked the father, did you call him back? I said, no. He's gone to serve Jesus. If something happens to him, we'll meet on the other shore. That's a decision that we took as a family in the mission fields. He's serving the Lord. He's out there. When many are trying to send their children to for something of this world, I pray that God will raise up your lives, the generations that God gives you to stand up for Jesus and for his gospel and for his kingdom. If you fight those battles for the territory, I remember once we had our uh, seminars 
of worship in our church during the lockdown time you know when it was just the beginning of the reopening of the churches seven hours and after about four to five hours suddenly i was there and i could sense battles in my spirit so i called up a dear man of god and said you know just move back since there's a battles certain things that i'm seeing just pray with me and that person said you're taking territory in the spirit your church is used to that four hour prayer now that barrier is broken you have taken extra territory in the spirit in your personal prayer time if you are used to just 30 minutes of prayer there is i mean you might be comfortable there but you try taking a little bit more territory go one hour and if you one hour then you try two hours if you used to fasting for 3 days try 7 days if you used for 7 days try 10 days then 21 or 40 whenever the spirit of god leads you you find that when you take territory in the spirit there are battles but then the victory is yours because realize battles are a seed for territory fight for your turf because one day you will look at the reserves in that land the oil that has come out of it the gold that has come out of it and say wow it was worth it 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 in the name of jesus may the grace of god give you victory over every battle that you're facing now may you take territories for the glory of god amen confession is the seed for mercy it's a seed for mercy god was going to judge nineveh all the angels were out there to destroy it but suddenly the prophet comes and says one word repent and all of them put on the sackcloth and repents and confesses for their sin they're about they open out their hearts and say lord i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry lord forgive sorry 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 and immediately mercy fills that place meaningful apology produces a blessing just not saying sorry for the name sake of it sometimes to prove a point you say i'm sorry huh if i've hurt you it's out of pride you know say i'm sorry if i've hurt you i mean i hurt you because you did this you know that <laughs> but i'm, I'm sorry it's not the way it is meaningful sorry produces always a blessing and god looks at the heart but confession is not the same as repentance repentance is the seed for forgiveness confession means lord i'm sorry and then you might go ahead and do that sin again but repentance is never again lord i'm sorry i messed up but i don't want to make that same mistake again i'm not going to do that same thing again i 
refuse to go back again. I need your grace, Lord. I need your strength. But I want to repent. I want to turn. I want to turn completely to you. I am not going that way again. That is repentance. And that's the seed for forgiveness. Where you experience the cleansing of the Lord. There is a song. You know, if, if, if you are born again, there's a song, there's two lines. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a change in your heart if you've come to the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. Things I used to do, I do it no more. The things I used to do, I do it no more. The things I used to do, I do it no more. There's a great change since I met the Lord. Sing it along, sing along. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. The things I used to do, I do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. There's a great change since I met the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a great change since I met the Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. There's a great change since I Say it again. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. The things I used to do. I will do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. 
there's a great change since I met the Lord. Whoa! So there's a great change ever since you meet the Lord. There are many who come to church who don't have that change. You're still going behind things you shouldn't be going behind. The conductor of a great orchestra has to, got to have his back towards the audience. You got to have your back to the world if you're going to follow Jesus. You got to show your back to the world. There is no way that you can watch those same dirty things on those net, drink those wrong stuff, have the wrong company, sleep around, do all kinds of crazy things and say you met the Lord. No, no, no. There's a great change since I met the Lord. Woo. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. There's a great change since I met the Lord. Come on, church. Oh, there's a great change since I met the Lord. I love I shut up from since I met the Lord, there's a great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. The things I used to do, I will do it no more. There's a great change since I met the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, the fifth one is thankfulness is the seed for joy. Thankfulness is the seed for joy. You have you seen people who are always depressed? Chances are they are not thankful enough. People who are always discouraged, you always need encouragement. They're not thankful enough. You know, by nature, I'm a critical person. I look for excellence wherever I go. So you can do a hundred things that are right, but if I find something small that is wrong, I might tell them, listen, 
You know, it's almost like when you go somewhere, you're, you're scanning the environment. How can there be more excellence? But then you have to, I realized I have to develop thankfulness. You learn to be thankful. And that doesn't come easy. To, to be thankful, I have to develop it. Your joy will be in proportion to your thankfulness. You got to learn to look at what the Lord has done. What the Lord has done for you. How He sustained you. How He's cared for you. How He's guided you. How He's kept you. How He's protected you. There might be hundred million things out there that are frightening, that are scary, that, might, that you might be scared of, might happen to you. But look how God has blessed you thus far. You have to lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Develop thankfulness. It won't come automatically. The devil will show you hundred things that has not happened in your life. But the Holy Spirit can show you a million things that God has made possible for you. Thank Jesus from your heart. I'm not saying, you know, mechanically, thank you, Jesus. No, I'm not saying from here, thank you, Lord, for all your goodness. This month of December, take it. Let this be a month of just thanking the Lord. Six, confrontation is the seed for change. Anything not confronted will not change. Anything that you permit will continue. You got to learn to confront yourself. Not somebody else. Anything that you see within you that you know is not scriptural, that is not good, you need to confront yourself. Even with people, you know, some, some people, I don't confront them. Even when I know they are absolutely wrong. You know why? Because you only, you only confront somebody with whom you want to have a relationship. To work together. You don't want to waste your energy by confronting somebody that, okay, you go your way, I go my way. Let's tada bye bye. You keep your views, you have your thoughts, I have mine. Let, let me do what God has called me to do. You do what you want to do. That's no offense, nothing. Bless you. But then people who you know who are supposed to be with you, you confront them. What do you do this? There is a very scary scripture in Hosea, the fourth chapter, verse 17. It says there, let Ephraim alone. God is saying, let, let Ephraim be. 
Just leave them alone. Because God has got no plans to work with Ephraim. Because it's just leave him alone. You remember when David sinned, the prophet Nathan came. When Saul sinned, Samuel the prophet came. When Solomon sinned, again prophet Nathan came. But after that you will find the kings who were in total rebel mode against God, God never sent a prophet to confront them. God, let them take their own course. The word of God will confront you. And if that does, it is a sign that God loves you. He wants to work with you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Listening, seventh one. Listening is the seed for knowledge. Listen to the person. When I go somewhere and I come back, you know, after me, ministry or whatever, four girls are the, in the home, all looking for attention. One of them wants to speak and then you're listening and the other says, hey, listen to me, dada. I give that person the attention and they're, listen to me. It's like, what's happening? So even if however drained I am now, I learned a secret, you know, I just... When I, after the ministry, when I come, I stay in the car for some time, prepare my heart and mind and say, Lord. <laughs> Give me the grace to handle this. Because you got to listen. Listen with ab- abandonment. I'm trying to develop the art of listening. On a grave it was written, you know, I told you I was sick. You didn't listen. <laughs> I told us. <laughs> you gotta listen, listen to people's in their voice, you can hear their pain. It gives you knowledge of that person, of what that person is going through. Parents need to listen to their children. You need to sit and listen. You are a walking warehouse of seeds. And listening is a seed. God gives you eyes to discover the the sadness in somebody's face. How can I help you? Why are you scared? He gives you ears to listen. And when they speak, you can sense what's happening inside of them. There are many who call on a helpline just because there are faithful people who listen. There are people who come for counseling, they don't, they don't want an advice, they just want to just pour out their pain. So I tell some of the counselors, don't, 
don't say anything to them just listen let them let go that burden they don't need an answer it's a seed it's a seed that you god has given you to sow use it generously my spiritual father taught me to listen listen to the voice of the spirit listen to what's happening in the spiritual atmosphere to sense it you'll read the book of proverbs one chapter every day i do that every day time and again you find this word listen eight honor is the seed for access honor is the seed for access your future is decided by whom you choose to honor you got to focus your honor wisdom is the ability to know the difference in people in circumstances in situations to know the difference even in giftings honor is focusing on lord who is the one you know army people give honor to their people brave generals policemen do that our country gives honor we got some of the greatest awards but seldom do we find in a family husband giving honor to the wife or the wife giving honor to the husband or children giving honor to their parents or a church coming together and honoring the man of god whom god has placed and the moment you do honor a man of god it looks like somebody there are hundreds to scream and say cult 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 <laughs> it's not cult the bible says to give double honor to the ones who faithfully serve the lord above you sometimes you honor people by your silence especially people who are old elderly who you know will never change and you try to tell them and change them they still are the same and you honor them by silence you go to somebody who is old in your family they might say the same story 100 times but you in silence you listen to it as if you're hearing it for the first time I was with the man of god we were driving down to tamil nadu and there was this old woman almost 90 years old calling up this pastor and the pastor was speaking he's such a busy pastor speaking to her and say amachi and amachi is going on mane so i asked this man of god i mean took such a long time with that call he said yeah every day she calls she says the same story 
every day and every day in i honor her and i listen to her see blessings favor money is all connected to honor i've realized it i've recognized when money is not coming there is somebody whom i am not honoring if there is no favor attached into my life hey, i need to sow the seed of honor who should have i honored where did i miss because honor comes before favor honor is who matters most even in marriage let a man leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh it is a sign of honoring your wife or honoring your husband you leave your parents and say i honor you i'm choosing to be with you that doesn't mean that we dishonor our parents but it's, a, it's priority and then you have the joy in the family but you're still holding on nine are you still with me do we have still good time are you learning something tonight presentation is the seed for acceptance once a man of god said somebody came to him and said sir please pray that i get this job and the man of god said you won't get this job my god don't curse me why won't i get this job he said because you don't know your hair is sticking out you're showing your belly buttons your dress is unkept you have been shaven and the smell that comes from your mouth is about to knock me down <laughs> you go like that for the job they're not going to give you i forget who it was but one of those guys who you know is into recruiting one of those big guys he said personal appearance 90% of the time is the reason why people are not accepted in our job personal appearance the book of leviticus is speaking about the presentation of sacrifices before god how it should be done in 1 samuel 16 and verse 7 we know that man looks at the outward but god looks at the heart the truth is man looks at the outward some believers say god looks at the heart and say they don't brush their teeth they don't wash their face and then they confess the scripture god looks at the heart yes presentation when jesus was about to be born angels came and began to sing god is presenting the son behold in the city of david is born unto you a savior who is jesus christ amen glory to god amen how you present yourself even a meal how you present yourself matters 
do you know that my dog eats sometimes the same food that I eat but the difference is only presentation <laughs> my chicken with the bone comes with salad and it's presented nice <laughs> gosh hallelujah glory to god <laughs> presentation takes time it takes creativity it takes attentiveness it takes carefulness sometimes people come to a church and says wow the church is looking so good well there's a there is attentiveness given to that You know, before I used to just dress up any way that I like. I had a long beard even while I was preaching. But then a man of God told me, "You represent God on earth." So I I wear the best. Presentations can deceive. Politicians, for example, would dress up in white. to make people think that they are like them but there is deception i'm not speaking about that somebody said every fisherman is a deceiver he presents that bait with a worm nice juice he worm the bait is hidden i mean the hook is hidden behind that juicy worm presentation involves thought presentation as a cost sometimes you know people are doing it spend so much money on all that yeah because you're making pleasurable memories presentation reveals honor it shows importance glory to god lift your hands and holy spirit make me to be creative help me to have thought that that will glorify your name help me to do my best for the glory of god in jesus name amen words are seeds for feelings that's the ninth one the 10th one was anybody counting why are you counting Okay, that's the tenth one. Words are seeds for feelings. Harsh words create harsh feelings. There are words that are spoken that heal. Words that are spoken that restore. Words that produce life. Even the Bible says, "Say the truth with grace." Truth you can say to put down somebody. right words will be a bridge there's an old saying which we all have heard hundreds of times think before you speak amen lift your hand and say i need to think before i speak i need to think before i speak. holy spirit give me godly thoughts holy spirit 
help me to have the mind of christ amen may my words be healing my words be a blessing to others my words be a healing to others my words to restore somebody my words to come out of love thank you jesus amen 11th one order is the seed for productivity order means accurate arrangement of things now haven't you seen that any time you clean up your room you feel as if oh, you feel so good you feel as if you stepped into another anointing altogether or even wash your car car is looking dirty and you feel just wash your car and this is Amen. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. The task for this week arrange your cupboard. Glory to God. It's a prophecy over your life. <laughs> Put everything in order. It feels good when everything is in order. When your books, notes, everything is in order. You know, I I have to train myself. I I'm not up I'm not up there. But I am not where I used to be. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and the star, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How patient and loving he must be. He's still working on me. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How patient and loving he must be. He's still working on me. Hey, hey he's still working on me. Glory to God. Make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How patient and loving he must be. He's still working on me. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Daniel, before he presented himself before the king, he studied for three years. Daniel one and verse five. The language of the palace. He learned for three years. Esther, before she became before the queen, I mean before the king, she washed herself for nearly twelve months with special oils to present herself before the king. Joseph, when he was going to the next level, he had a word from God to interpret the dream of Pharaoh. He could have just gone there and given an interpretation, but the Bible says in Genesis 41 verse 14, when the Pharaoh asked for him, 
he changed his clothes he shaved you know jews always like to wear their beard egyptians are clean shaven so he knew okay i have a word from god but i have to present myself properly let me shave let me dress up the way that i'm supposed to dress up and let me come before the king there is order in your appearance in all that you do and the last one i close with this it is problems that are a seed for recognition any problem that you solve will bring you a reward are you with me amen any problem that you create has no reward any problem that you solve as a reward why do you give the plumber money because he does his work why do you give your cook money because she does her job why do you give the driver his wages because he does his job he's solving a problem every problem that you solve will take you a step higher as a matter of fact god created you to solve somebody's problem are you with me there are financial rewards there is blessings when you see a problem don't run away from it run towards it when david saw the problem of goliath the bible i like that word that's like a rhema word in my spirit david ran towards goliath rest of israel were backing off david saw a problem he ran towards it you go forward to face a problem god will help you his wisdom will come his hand will come his grace will show up because those are seeds that open that god has given you to make you or to come to bring you out to the next level to make you a person who is recognized uh, glory to god let's close our eyes in prayer let's ask the lord to reveal the seeds that he's placed inside of you so we generously just not your finances definitely finances please if you want to be financially blessed do it